years. As long as you get married. I need that wedding. I need some beauty and some music and some place cards before I die. I saw that going differently in my mind. You know what's wrong with you? No, what? Welcome to the Dating Debrief. I'm your host, Thomas Tucker. Here we try to provide a safe environment for people to share their experiences with looking for love and intimacy. I interview people of all walks of life on this show, and while I neither condone nor condemn their behavior, the purpose is to share their stories with the rest of you so we can all better understand one another. This podcast endeavors to create a safe and respectful LGBTQIAC loving space where we listen with love and respect to people of all races, faiths, walks of life, sexual preferences and identities, and where we stress consent, understanding, respect for others, and love between all people. This podcast may contain profanity or descriptions of triggering events as we explore some of the trauma that some of our guests have experienced. Remember, you can stop listening at any time. Please help us provide an ongoing, supportive, and soul-searching environment to delve deeper into people's personal experiences with dating, frustrations, celebrations, challenges, and learn a little bit about how others are looking for love and long-term romantic connection. Welcome to episode one of The Dating Debrief. I'm your host, Thomas Tucker, and on today's episode, we have Gabriel. Gabriel, how are you doing today? I'm great. Despite being cooped up, you know, in my house all day and working from home. Gabriel is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, we've known each other. We've known each other for a number of years. Um, Gabriel's an incredibly uh, talented uh, engineer. He's a creative guy. Gabriel, you've got your nerdy side, Gabriel. Like, uh, would you say that you're more extroverted or introverted? Uh. I would go with, uh, what is it, ambivert? Like, <laughs> there's, I can definitely go out there and party and yell and be crazy, but then, like, I reach a point where I start to feel really just like, oh, God, you know, what am I doing? And then I run and retreat back to my house and hide for a few days, <laughs> you know? Uh, how do you... How do you feel about are you are you out there and and trying to to date as a single guy right now even during the the COVID I don't know if we want to call it the COVID crisis or um, just during this kind of uh, time of chaos? Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've definitely I wouldn't say I'm out there because obviously there's no really where to go, um, but I've definitely. Uh, found myself ramping up and looking at the apps, you know, on a regular basis and same old game, filtering through people and talking to people and finding out who's like brave enough to like try to do a distance beer or a zoom date or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been pretty active on that too. 
Have you done any of the the Zoom dates? I've I've tried that. I've tried a couple of Zoom dates, and I've I've done a couple of in person ones too over the last couple of months. Just being very careful, um, you know, meeting uh, one person at a time, uh, and probably once every two weeks, just to make sure I don't have any symptoms. Just trying to be trying to be respectful. But have you tried the Zoom dates? I have actually. Um, it's weird, you know. Um... It's, uh, I don't really know. Like I, I, I personally didn't really have any success with it. Um, I would just have one zoom date with someone and then kind of just never hear from them again. <laughs> I don't know if that's cause I come off like a weirdo on video or if like, it's just a really hard way to connect with someone or, or if it probably wouldn't have worked out even if it had been in person. Um, I can't imagine you coming off as a weirdo in like any setting at all. You're just so calm and, ooh. and, and collected. Uh, do you get, get me drunk enough? <laughs> do, do you do you get drunk before the, the before the Zoom dates? No, but I did get drunk during one. I had bought a bottle of mezcal, and I sat there, and it was so easy to just keep pouring shots out of it while I was on the Zoom date, you know. And by the end of it, of course, I was slurring. And uh, yeah, so I went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and I walk in my office, and I sit down, I look at the liquor bottle, and I drank half of that thing. Without even realizing it. Wow. And then I couldn't remember the last part of the conversation I had with this girl. And I texted her. I was like, hey, uh, I don't really remember what we talked about <laughs> the last half of our date. And she's like, oh, don't worry. You were fine. You were just slurring your speech a little bit. And I was like, oh, well, maybe uh, maybe I should be a little more careful about that next time. What What do you think may, maybe prompted you to drink more? Is it uh, managing anxieties and nerves? Or like once you have a good buzz, do you just keep drinking? Um, it's probably, probably more of like an oral fixation at the time, oh, yeah. you know, I just wanted to keep drinking. I just wanted to keep sipping something. And then I just kept pouring another one and another one <laughs> without consciously realizing, you know, <laughs> what direction, what trajectory I was sending myself onto, you know? Oh yeah. I've, I've done that in, in many a date and many a situation start off coherent, coherent, and then end off not so coherent. I think it's easier. It's easier to have happen when you're on audio or when you're doing some kind of zoom interface because you're not there in person and you're trying to relax and it's a it's a new uncomfortable kind of format um both people i think are feel a little bit off uh off center and and out of the norm it's it's just different um but i don't know so what what kind of date do you want to talk about today like uh do you have a specific date that you want to tell us about or is there um a a like the, do you want to talk about the last date that you went on like uh, the last zoom date which which date story would you like to tell um let me think about that i've I've gone on so many and they've all gone so many different ways <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all uh, yes well, I guess we could start I guess we could talk about some bad dates and then you know maybe end with some good dates stories when was the last date that you had uh that you can recall very clearly where um it just don't think about the outcome because i don't i don't necessarily even want the outcome at the beginning because i kind of want the suspense and surprise of not knowing how the date is going to end but when's the last date that you can recall uh very clearly and and can you remember that person's name and can you remember how you met, like how it, how it all started? And it can be one of your most recent zoom dates, or it could be like the last in-person date that you went to on before 
uh, social distancing or, or any date that you can think of? Um, well, I went on a date with a girl named Stephanie recently that was actually like, the date actually went re really well. Um, we met up and it was during the course during the pandemic. It was actually just a few weeks ago. And there's still some places around Austin that are open. Um, a good spot is uh, Cosmic Coffee because they have a big outdoor patio and lots of tables that are spread out. And, uh, you know, you can sit across from each other at a picnic table and kind of just not get too close. And uh, we had a really good time, you know, we started talking and realized we agreed a lot about a lot of different stuff and had similar views and uh, had an all around really good time. And there's a lot of times when after like one or two beers, you know, you can kind of gauge how things are going by being like, so uh, do you want another beer? And if they're not having a good time, they're like, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go home, you know, or whatever. But she kept saying yes. So we ended up having like having four or five beers just sitting there for hours. And uh, at the end of the night, we uh, we totally broke all the rules and made out in the parking lot. And uh, she sent me a text later and said, hey, thanks for the great time. You know, let me know when you want to hang out again. And I was like, yeah, I should have some time later this week. Um, and then I never heard from her again. So my was that was that. Huh. So you, you had a great time. You hung out for about four or five hours. I, I'm assuming that your conversation flowed fairly naturally during that time. Yeah, it was great. We, we had a great time talking and, uh, everything was, I, you know, I, we were both laughing and telling stories and I, you know, she said she had a good time and I definitely know I had a good time. So yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just a, just a giant question mark over everything, you know? So I'm really interested in knowing more about, so her name is Stephanie and how did you, how did you start your dialogue with Stephanie? How did you start talking with her? Like, where did, where did you guys meet? Uh, was it on an app or in person or, or how did you meet? Yeah. So I'm on a few different apps. Um, the one I have the most luck with, and I think is the best one out there right now is hinge. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of matches on there and everyone that's on there seems to be pretty normal. Um, like other apps, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I won't talk about that. But <laughs> So this one was Hinge and I, I usually, my approach is to say hello, uh, say a few things and then maybe, and kind of just push to see if they're willing to like have some kind of date, you know, right out of the gate. Um, a lot of women respond very well to that you know, positively, they're like, oh, you don't want to chat endlessly before we meet up? I'm like, no, I don't. And other women are, get offended by that. They're like, oh, you're not going to talk to me first. So I, I just err on the side of like, hey, let's just meet up. And if they don't like that, then that's fine. But I have more luck with just being direct than not. So, uh, so I don't remember exactly what I said. You know, we may have just like exchanged a couple of jokes. And then I was like, hey, let's maybe try to get a beer this week at a, on a patio or something. And she was like, that sounds great. And then she, I asked her what kind of what part of town she was in. She said South. So I asked her if there was a favorite place she had around there. So she recommended Cosmic Coffee, hmm. uh, which I live on the east side. So I kind of forget that place exists sometimes. But, but yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, so I showed up and then she showed up and then we got some beers and sat down and just, uh, like I said, we just talked for a while. Yeah, there's, I don't really, I don't really like do any tricks. I just, I'm just like, hey, uh, you seem interesting. Why don't we get a beer? Um, that's pretty much how it goes. I like the direct approach personally. I, I think it's honest. Uh, I think you are, 
I think you're stating your intentions very clearly up front. Um, you're saying that that you you want to get to know them in person. That's kind of how that's that's kind of how you derive whether there's compatibility or not. Um, so there there was there wasn't a lot of time between when you first exchanged messages and you actually met up. Maybe a, a week or so. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty, uh, not a lot of time. I mean, it was a few days after we started talking and then we meet up, we met up, you know? Yeah. I, I like, I like that we can have that kind of instantaneous or, or quick, quick feedback. And at, like you said, a, a number of women really like, uh, to just skip past all of the chat and the messaging. And they uh, also, it seems, it seems like both men and women like uh, people that are direct uh, and, and confidence. So saying, Hey, I'd like to just go ahead and meet up. Um, and then it, it's, it's interesting. You didn't suggest the place, but you did ask her where she was located. And when you asked her where she was located and you asked her if there was a convenient place for her, she went ahead and chose a place. Yeah. Things are weird right now. So, you know, if someone's in a different part of town, it's like, I, I kind of feel it out, you know, like I got the feeling that she, she wanted to do something probably closer to where she was. And I, and I don't really know what all is open. So yeah, uh, if they know the lay of the land in their area better, then it's better just to be like, Hey, you know, I don't know what's open down there, but you know, if you have any suggestions, uh, um, but sometimes they, it, you know, it really depends. Like I've had people that said that they'd rather me pick something. So then I'm just like, okay, here. And then like done. So it depends on the person most of the time. I think it's important to be thoughtful in terms of taking the other person into consideration, picking a place that's convenient for both of you. Um, but also just picking something that you want to do. So, so you met on Hinge, and uh, and then right before you actually met up for the date, going um, and meeting meeting for a couple of drinks, uh, kind of how how are you feeling on the way there? You, you'd seen her pictures online, uh, and and you you texted a little bit. Uh, were you optimistic? Were you nervous? Like how how did you feel on the way? Um, well, I'll be honest, I've done a lot of online dating over the years. Um, I've met a lot of different kinds of people. I've done a lot of first dates. Uh, I don't really get nervous anymore. I just sort of like have a neutral attitude about it. I'm like, you know, this could go really well or really badly, or it could just be nothing, you know? So, um, I'm generally pretty neutral and just, uh, calm and collected and rational about it, you know, nice. um, open-minded certainly to the possibility of something being great. Um, also ready for a cringe fest, you know, um, <laughs> I've had some of those too. So going in, so you're not going in guarded. You're just kind of going in and saying, it, whatever happens is, is going to happen. And you're able to, yeah, pretty much. do you ever get more anxious if you're more interested in the person or, or less anxious if you're, if you're a little bit more convinced, maybe it's not a great fit or are you able to go in and with the same kind of mental attitude, no matter who you're meeting. Sometimes, you know, it's just out of pure boredom. Like <laughs> I'm on a, it's a Tuesday. I got nothing else better to do. <laughs> Ask someone to get a beer and then just show up. And even if I don't like them, I get to sit and drink a beer somewhere. You know, that's pretty much, I, there's been nights where like, it was clear, like within the first like five minutes, like we're not going to like each other. And then they leave and then I'll just sit and chill with the bartender and just keep drinking. Mm, yeah. You know, or yeah. something. 
That makes total sense. Like on, on this particular occasion, though, uh, it, it sounds like you were at least hoping for a good conversation and, and you were prepped to, to meet up with her. Do your feelings change at all when you first see the person in real life? Like how did your expectations of seeing some pictures of her before the date and making the date change when you went in? Is there any shift that happens in your mind before the date starts and then after you meet them and you sit down? Um, it's a combination of things. Usually, um, there's a lot of subconscious things that happen that I've started to notice, you know, when you first, when the person first walks in or when you first walk in, if they beat you there, Yeah. that first moment when you see each other in real life is like, you gotta, you gotta keep your eyes glued to them and you gotta clear your mind because a lot of things happen in those first few moments, you know, and it's easy to screw it up right then and there what does it feel like for you uh, um it well like i said it depends on the moment like i've had dates where i walk in and as soon as the girl sees me she gives me that down up look like you could tell that she's just disappointed with what just walked in the door you know Ooh. like can't even hide it and then what do you do you know like i just i mean i'm usually just like oh hey nice to meet you i'll i'll just get a beer you know and i'll sit and sit and let myself just feel the humiliation of that feeling, you know? Um, and I, I, it's also been the other way around too, where like I, the person walks in and I'm like, Oh, you know, <laughs> like not at all was what I was expecting, but I'm not going to be a douche about it. You know, I'll still like have a good time and like talk to them and get to know them and, you know, try to have a good night. Um, so, and then you have the, the con, the, the, you know, you have the crossover where like, if if someone walks in and you like them but they don't like you or if they walk in and you can tell they like you but you don't like them or or sometimes you just don't like each other you can tell i mean I, there's a pretty strong sensation right at the beginning of how things are going to go you know it, it's a rare thing it's a rare thing when they walk in and you like them and they like you can you can tell at the same time that's when it's like really gold but those are <laughs> Those moments are few and far between. Sometimes, you know, you can re you can actually like turn things around. I've had dates like that too, where you, like you, they walk in, you're not sure if you like them. You can kind of tell they're not sure they're going to like you. And then you have a couple beers and loosen up and start telling jokes and like they start telling th things about them. And then you're like, actually, I kind of do like this person after all, you know? Um, so even then, like, even if you have a bad like start or bad feeling at the beginning, sometimes just sticking things out can turn things around and change that dynamic. Huh. So you think that there's a lot of subconscious uh, communication that, that goes on back and forth, even before you've said hello, or when they first, when they first walk in, you make eye contact and an in-person, uh, an in-person meeting has started. Yeah. Yeah, there is, but you also have to be aware that you could be misjudging things too. Cause I've had that happen where, you know, I walk in and, uh, I, I didn't, wasn't really, you know, this was a few years ago at the time. I really wasn't paying attention to my body language or demeanor or anything. I just strolled into this coffee shop and looked around and saw her and walked up. And in her mind, she was convinced that I did not like her at all. <laughs> she told me that later like we we did date for a little while um 
But after a while, she she was like, yeah, I thought you like thought I was disgusting when you first walked in. Oh, she wow. made this face and I was like, face. I didn't remember making a face, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe I just like was crop dusting the people that I walked past. Through. <laughs> <laughs> like, who knows, you know? Yeah. Whenever there are moments like that, our, I think a lot of our insecurities come into play. Like I don't, I'm certainly not a telepath. I, I don't know what the other person is actually thinking or feeling. Um, whenever you make these quick gut level decisions, uh, when they're coming in the door, or when you first make uh, eye contact, how much do you actually trust what, what you're feeling? Is it typically dead on? Do you think some of it is projection? Uh, because like you mentioned, she got it wrong. She, she thought you felt completely differently than, than you actually did. Well, that's what I mean by when I, 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 you know, the possibility of sometimes turning it around too. I, I, I usually see things through, Yeah. you know, even if I get a bad feeling when I walk in, I still get a beer, sit down or a coffee or whatever, and sit down and try to have a, a chat and see if I can loosen things up a little bit. Maybe I had a wrong impression. Um, I've been completely correct more often than not though. Um, one in particular, I can remember like this girl just like, Oh man, she gave me this down up look. I could just tell. And sure enough, you know, I sit down and it's weird too. Like I sit down and like across from her and I started to feel like I was like two feet tall, you know, like just worse and worse. And maybe that was me. Like, you know, what's the word? Like the law of attraction kind of thing where you, you think something and then you make it true. Oh, right. You know, or something like right. that. Where like I was thinking myself more and more into an insecure hole. But sure enough, you know, I tried to play it cool and she only had like one beer and then she left, you know, hmm. like within like 30 minutes. So yeah, uh, sometimes that happens. And like I said, you know, I'm willing to see it through and just kind of see how, if I'm wrong or, or if uh, maybe things can turn around or, or maybe I just am bored and I don't feel like going straight home. <laughs> When you identify these feelings that come up, like, uh, apparently the, the date starts really highly charged. I mean, uh, you have a, you have an intense gut instinct on the, when they're on the way, on their way to the table. Um, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like, like as soon as you make eye contact, you have an intense gut instinct about whether this is going to go well, is this going to go poorly? Do, do you think most people have made up their mind before they got there? And Actually, let's take it back to Stephanie. Let's just take it back to a specific uh, instance. Um, when you first made eye contact and you first, and, and this experience tra transpired between the two of you, did you feel like she had already made up her mind when she, when the date started? Or was it possible that she didn't, she was showing up and saying, I, I don't know, and, and that her develops, her feelings developed over the course of the date? Um, what, what, what do you think? Um, well, she was a, a bit of a wild card. Um, I didn't really know. I couldn't really, t you know, she was definitely, uh, one of those ones I was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, she walks in and I was, the first thing I think is like, oh, she's attractive, you know, and like, you know, I, I don't know. It, we just, it, it's one of those ones that just sort of like evolved on its own. You know, you can't always tell, like sometimes people walk in, you just have no idea um how things are gonna go sometimes it's a mystery yeah <laughs> she was one of those that i was like i just i have no idea she's attractive but let's see if i don't fuck this up 
I don't think I don't think you ever screw it up. I am curious though. Oh, oh, oh! I'm the king of fucking shit up. Trust me. <laughs> I am curious, though, do you have a plan before these dates, before you actually met up with Stephanie? Did you, did you have a plan for what you would do if it went well? Like, uh, what what would that date have really looked like if it had gone flawlessly? Um. Well, I honestly don't really have a plan. It's not, you know, it's not really my approach to script things. You know, it's, it's, for me, it's just got to be natural. We either have a naturally good interaction or we don't, you know, I, there's nothing I can really do to try to manipulate that into being something it's not, you know, like I'm aware there's a lot of like pickup material or you're, you know, keep the conversations on this and use these sort of techniques. And I don't really do that. I just let the conversation, maybe, you know, Maybe that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. Maybe I do need to have some kind of plan. I don't know. But uh, I don't think you necessarily, and, and again, I'm not being critical or, or anything like that. You know that. Um, we, we've, we've got a lot of, we, oh, of we got not. a lot yeah. of love between us. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong. I, my curiosity is, do you ever play the date? Do you ever have a fantasy about a date um, going perfectly and what a first date would look like to you where you would walk away from that date and say, I really, I know I'm going to see that person again. I really enjoyed my time. They know they want to see me again. Um, like for instance, they said so at the end of the date. Um, and, and how, like how that night ends or for you, do you do you not do that whole plan ahead thing in your head, and and you just show up, see how it goes, and but but my curiosity really centers around at what point would you want to pivot from just having another beer at the bar to doing something more intimate together, or inviting to a a different activity, or changing up the dynamic a little bit because eventually a, a night of just beers after beers is going to end like usually with both people drunk. It's it, and it's either, it's usually going to end with a goodbye or it's going to end with people going to bed together. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, if, if there was like a vision that you have there for, for how that, how that plays out. Well, it really depends. Like I said, um, there, it, it really depends on the, the dynamic of the date. Um, there's been times where I just, we have a good time and we agree to see each other again. And then we do, uh, there's been times when we just sort of haphazardly say we might hang out again. And we sometimes do, and sometimes don't, um, I've had plenty of dates that ended up like going home and pretty recently too. I, I was, we didn't even, we weren't even drinking. I met this girl, I was sipping espresso and she wasn't really saying much. I was like, she kept looking away and like being really quiet. And I was like, man, I can't tell if this girl is like completely repulsed by me or if she's just extremely like shy or what. But like, I, I kept telling jokes and just trying to be, just trying to keep the conversation going along. And then at one point I joked, I was like, I was like, uh, I don't remember how I was, it was really smooth. I have no idea how I did it. <laughs> Honestly, I can't recollect the, the flow of how i brilliantly segue my way into this but at some point i joked i was like um i mean i'm gonna i'm not i'm gonna the way i'm gonna say it is gonna sound just really terrible and cheesy but like 
I know it, it, it was, I landed it like I spectacularly got lucky and landed a joke. Right. But I, I, I said something to the effect of like, uh, why don't we just get out of here and go make out instead? Um, or maybe, you know, before that, I joked that I was like, um, oh, man, shit, I wish I could remember how I phrased this because it was really good at the time. And I had no agenda. I was just, I didn't intend to take this anywhere. I was just like, this girl's bored, tears. Maybe I'll just say some stupid shit and liven it up. I don't know. Uh, at one point, I said some shit like, uh, oh, I, I remember now. I was like, yeah, I, I told her how I lived in my own house with no roommates. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can just like be naked and have sex in every room of the house and not have to answer anybody. You know, and she was like, oh, that sounds nice. And I was like, yeah, it does, doesn't. <laughs> so I kind of dropped it. I didn't, you know, I didn't keep going along that vein too intensely. I we talk about something else. And then later I was like, why don't we go just like make out? And she's like, okay, that sounds great. And I was like, okay, you like for real. Uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm I'm not joking this time, right? And she's like, yeah. So I was like, are we playing like uh, sex chicken right now? And she was like, maybe. So I was like, all right, well, let's go. Yeah, so I was like, all right, well, let's go. So I had ridden my bicycle to this coffee shop, so I just kept it locked up and jumped in her car, and we came home and jumped right into bed, like, without well, even drinking anything, just stone so stone cold sober, just, like, like within, like, five minutes of walking inside my house. And within, like, within an hour of meeting each other at the coffee shop. I mean, was that a happy outcome? And then did, did you exchange information after that? Were you, were you looking for another date? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she she um, she um has gone out of town. She's out of town for like two weeks, but she definitely wants to hang out when we get when she gets back. So and we actually she loosened up quite a bit, you know, from the beginning. And um, we ended up like kind of just vibing really good. So, you know, probably going to hang out again. Oh, that's great. Now, this was only a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, that's, that sounds definitely breaking all the pandemic rules. I'm definitely going to die of coronavirus. <laughs> I, I mean, we're humans. We need human contact. It's, I, I honestly think that most people walking in to meet somebody, especially from online. And right now, I believe there are a lot more people doing online dating simply because the opportunity to have somebody walk up and introduce themselves from across a bar is removed. Uh, it's just not not as much of a possibility right now. So I think more people are, are online dating, but I still think that most people are unfamiliar with, or not maybe not unfamiliar with, but uncomfortable with the idea of meeting someone that they legitimately know nothing about, at least in, in person. So I think there's just going to be a certain degree of hesitancy at the beginning. I think it's hard to get a smooth conversation going with people dropping their guard. Um, sometimes I think a couple of drinks maybe helps because it lets both people relax. It lets you kind of sink into a more natural conversation flow. Um, as you mentioned, you mentioned with uh, Stephanie that uh, there were, she was kind of a mystery when she first walked in uh, and you weren't quite sure how, she felt about you, but you also mentioned that on a couple of dates, like you knew right away and then maybe the date recovered. Do you ever talk about whether you are attracted to each other on the date? Do you ever like voice it? And then do you talk about 
your feelings and things that are going on, or do you stay away from all of the all of the subliminal conversations that are happening under the covers and just talk about whatever the hell is going on and, and, and other subjects? Um, it, it goes differently every time I, I would choose to steer clear of any like questions about like, Oh, do you find me attractive or anything like that? Because then you're, you know, you know, looking for validation is kind of a turnoff. I think for most men, like, I, you know, it's better to just assume that you're an attractive man. You have a lot going on for you, whether she recognizes that for herself or not, that doesn't matter to me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not interested <laughs> to learn, you know, right out of the gate, if that's true or not. Um, I just sort of keep that mentality and then go into it. Like, do we vibe or do we not? And if not, I'm not going to ask why, you know, cause they're never going to give you a real answer. Like they never do. Um, so it's just better off just not to worry about that kind of stuff. But I have had dates where like it did sort of come up. Um, I don't remember how, um, but I remember like meeting up with this one girl and she was, you know, maybe once we get really more comfortable together, maybe I'll say something about like how when I was younger, I used to not be that confident or something like that. I've definitely said that kind of shit before on a date and. And uh, I had girls tell me they think I'm attractive on a date. Um, it, it, you know, really, it's, it, it's, you know, that's not a hard rule not to say it or not to talk about it. But if it comes up, it comes up. Um, but I'm not going to ask. And it's better not to. <laughs> it definitely make things awkward that way. I, I don't know that there are any hard, fast rules uh, about, about what is going to make a date go well. Cause there's no hard, fast rules about how to identify complete compatibility between two people and put them in a perfect scenario so that everything is available and they're emotionally open and, and you can, you're comfortable around each other and, and now go like every, everything's going to fall into place. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I, I like you, I kind of respond to the other person's needs throughout the, the course of a day. Like if, if uh, it's obvious from the first five minutes that they just are not enjoying their time and they don't, um, they don't really want to be there, uh, then I will typically ask them if uh, like what they're doing for the afternoon or what their plans are. And I'll share like maybe what some of my plans are. Um, I know that a number of people time box their dates. So like they'll go on a lunch date or they'll do something else. Um, are your, the, it sounds like the dates that you're going on are mostly open-ended. Like you're, you're leaving most of the evening open and then uh, there's no, there's no set cutoff time. Um, yeah, that's typically how I go about things. Um, I do have a friend that would do that though. He would like, He's, a, I guess he's a lot more attractive than I am. He's got t- tattoos and he's all buff and shit. Uh, he definitely like has like multiple women wanting to meet him all in the same day. Whereas for me, I typically have to work a little harder, you know, to like stir up one or two possibilities for the weekend or something like that. Um, but yeah, he would like, he would meet him at Spider House and like clock him in at like an hour or something like that. So he'd meet one girl. And then pretend to leave. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, yeah, well, I got to go. It's nice to meet you. Uh, we'll, you know, be in touch or whatever, however, however he would end the date. And then he'd pretend to walk out and he'd like turn back around and walk back in. 
and sit down again and meet the next girl. And like three in a row. And it's like I was asking, I was like, well, what, what, you know, what happens if like you really, really hit it off with one of the women? He was like, oh, I'll just cancel on the ones after that. <laughs> At least he's got. At well, least he's got a plan. Yeah. I mean, he definitely. It seems he has a methodology, and and it sounds like he's willing to end a date if he thinks that. It sounds like he's sorry. He's. It sounds like he's willing to cancel a date if he thinks that the current one is going well in order to extend it. I. I don't know that. I don't know how how I feel about packing them. You know, an hour and a half past each other. But do you think there is? Do you think there is some kind of uh, validity around because you're a really busy guy you're a, a very talented engineer you're you have your own pro, uh, projects uh you you do tea ceremonies around town like you, you got a, a boom in social life everything's going on do you think there's any validity around um representing that on a date by saying uh hey i'm we're gonna go to dinner and then when the dinner is over uh, i'm gonna go home and having your time seem precious or do you think it doesn't matter at all? I think it plays into it. Um, you know, he, that my friend is also, um, he also is an early riser. He wakes up at like four 30 he goes to bed at like eight 30 when it's still pretty much light outside. Oh. He's a nut. Um, but he, you know, his philosophy is like, I'm not going to let anyone, interfere with my goals and my routines, you know, so he's very clear about that with people. He's like, this is what I do. Um, and apparently that it works for him, you know, cause people, I think people respect you more when you're like not willing to bend your life to fit, fit them, mm. you know, or to please them or like out of, you know, hope that something might happen in a certain way. Um, I think that works for him. I'm a little more sloppy, uh, so I'll let a date run on until it's logical conclusion. Sometimes that means that we part ways early. And sometimes that means we are still on the couch at one in the morning, you know, um, it really depends. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's instilled in me the same thing. He's like, yeah, you should definitely like, you know, carve out your life the way that you needed the word and the way that works for you. And, you know, if they're not willing to, um, you know, fit into that in a way that does is good for both of you, then it's not the right fit, you know? Yeah. So the thing you said, the things went pretty well with Stephanie and you, and you said you made out at the end of the date and, and things went, uh, things went pretty well. And, and you guys said that you were going to meet up again, but then what, what happened? Did she ghost you? Um, yeah, I originally said that I never heard from her again, but then I realized that was wrong. We did text a couple more times. Um, but yeah, I, you know, maybe it was the beer. There's another thing too, when you're drinking, like things are different, you know, when you're kind of drunk, you're excitedly sharing stories and stuff. And then the next day when you're sober and back in your mundane reality of working and stuff, then things seem different, you know, cause she was definitely a lot less engaging the next day or two. And, and then, you know, I asked her if she could one night and then she canceled because she said she forgot that she double booked herself and then she had some you know tests or something over the weekend so like the next you know i was like okay yeah sure good luck with your tests and everything and then like the next week like monday or tuesday i was like hey i hope your test went well uh 
still want to get a beer again, you know, like, let me know what night you're free. If you still want to meet up and I just never heard back from her after that. So, yeah, it seems like there is a, it seems like there is, uh, there are like a couple of different ways that, that people, it's not ghosting, but it seems like there's a couple of different ways that people try to inadvertently communicate that maybe they're not interested. And one is just, they won't answer your text after the date at all. Uh, another is they don't want to feel like a bad person. And so like, they'll, they'll answer a text or two. And I, sometimes there's this thing that I kind of think of as a trickle, a trickle off effect where they'll kind of taper, like, like tapering me off of uh, a medication. They'll, they'll taper me down over time and then there's no more communication. I, I wonder, I, I wonder why that is. And would you rather that somebody just tell you up front? Or is it possible that they just don't know that it's it, it takes them a while to think about the date and and wonder and reflect and see how they feel? Um, I just assume that everyone has their own reasons, you know. Yeah. Uh, I one thing that my friend has brought to me before is like, man, you know, online dating. The reason it sucks is because there's so many options. You know, you can't just invest in one person because you're always in the back of your mind thinking, well, who can I meet next? Am I going to meet someone better? Is there someone better in my match list that I could like get with? So it's, you're constantly thinking about that and you're not like thinking about the person that's in front of you. Um, which I find to be true for myself. Sometimes I'll, I've definitely been that asshole. That's like when the dirt, when the girl that I'm on the date with goes to the bathroom, I'm pulling up hinge to check my messages, you know, cause I get like three notifications while I'm on a date, you know? And I feel like kind of a turd, you know, when I'm doing that, because it's like, it's juggling, you know, you're juggling people and you're trying to figure out what, you know, which one do I like best? Which one's the hottest? Which one, uh, this or that, you know, and you, you know, and it's like, and I'm a, you know, semi-average looking dude. I don't have that much, you know, activity on my match, but like women have it like 10 times more, like, you know, they have like they could drop you and have another guy on a date within 30 minutes. You know, it's just that easy for them. But do they want that? Um, like, is that something that, that you think they're, well, it depends on the, it depends on the person, sure, you know? Sure. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say too, like, uh, I've, I've also, I have had opportunities to ask women later, either we're like, we went on a date and one of us ghosted or, or something and we reconnect later or meet up in person some other time, some other way. And then like ended up talking about it. So I have gotten over the years feedback here and there. And, um, sometimes they just, you know, they just have a lot going on or like they're having emotional problems or like some, you know, a death in the family or like, who knows, you know, uh, I, ha I did have one, <laughs> I had this one funny story. Uh, I went on a date with this girl and we met up in the park and we had a really great time. Like, I was, I thought she was very attractive and there was that moment where her leg kind of brushes my leg and, you know, it's like, you know, you know, when things are about to like get interesting, you know, um, but she had to go because she had a zoom meeting with her friends or something that, you know, she wanted to do. And then we talked about let's, let's meet up after let's come back to the park, you know, later that night with a blanket and just lay out underneath the stars and stuff and drink more. And she, she was really into that idea. Um, so we left and she we were texting the whole time she was on her zoom call. And I checked in like three times, like, 
hey, we still want to meet up. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it, you know. Um, and then like, I, I checked in like maybe twice just to see, you know, and both times it was like affirmative. So a little while later, like got to be around midnight. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, are you still on your Zoom call? And then I just never heard anything back, you know. So I was just like, okay, well, I went to bed. And like the next day, I was like, um, you must have, your Zoom, Zoom call must have gone over. Um, but if you want to hang out later this week, let's do that. And nothing. So it was just completely just poof, you know, just poof into the night. So I was like, I was like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> How do you go from like planning something like that and seeming excited about it and then just disappearing? And then uh, she made a post on Facebook in a, I'm in a burner group, um, like a, a group for people that do Burning Man shit. And she posted in there looking for if there was like a burner dating group or something like that. Because um, she was looking for connections. And I, of course, couldn't help myself. So I made this snide comment on her post about how um, maybe you'd have better luck if you don't ghost people. You know, dot, dot, dot. and there was a bunch of GIF reactions of people like, oh, shit, you know, like, oh, let's <laughs> let's see how this is going to go. Um, about an hour, an hour later, she sends me a private message on Facebook and she was like, oh, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Um, that night I got a call, found out my dad uh, was in the hospital diagnosed with cancer. And I just freaked out and deleted everyone's number and, you know, was trying to figure out what to do with my life. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, now I feel like a complete, utter asshole. You know, I had no idea. So we reconnected that way and we hung out another time after that. Um, but she's been distant and now she's out of town. You know, it's life happened. Life happened. You know, I think probably would have been we probably would have had a really great time together had it not been for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only one that that's happened. Like there's, I've met a couple of women that, um, another one just kind of broke things off cause she, her dad's about to die of cancer too. And so she's just, you know, not in the right place to be working on a relationship with somebody right now. So, um, I get it. You know, you never really know what, what's going on on the other end. You know, some people, I used to be really bitter about it. I was like, Oh, they probably just met someone hotter, you know, fucking stupid people always you know, trying to get something better, blah, blah. And then after these things, you know, I'm like, oh, well, everyone's just a person. And I'm, I'm sure that I have done the same thing to other people too, you know, and they're probably wondering what the hell is wrong with me. And uh, little do they know it's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me like, it seems to me like we put a lot of, um, Seems to be. It seems to me like we put a lot of weight and a lot of stakes into this first date concept. We're going to uh, meet online, chat a little bit, um, make some plan, whatever that plan happens to be, and then everything is going to be figured out in the first date. And there either will be a second one or there won't be a second one. Do you think that most relationships kick off because of a good first date or a bad first date? And what do you think about the idea of setting up intentions ahead of time that you want to meet more than once? Like, is, is there a way that we could date or that we could meet people by saying, Hey, I'd like to meet a couple of times 
and not come to a conclusion the first time that we meet, uh, but do something simple that only takes like a little bit of time and then meet again uh, to do away with kind of to, to, to get around this idea of such a critical single point of failure, like this one, this one date, this one day, uh, it seems like we're putting a lot of stress on one interaction. Well, I think that's just the, the name of the game, man. You know, I've heard it said that, um, you know, there's probably some women out there that would correct me, but I've heard it said that women know they want to sleep with you in their first few minutes of meeting you. And it's up to you to either reinforce that or completely just fuck it up, you know? So I think it's just the, the way it is. Um, I don't, you know, I'd be interested to, to think about and strategize about a different approach. Um, but I just personally don't know how that would look, you know? And I'll tell you another story too, from years ago. Um, well, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in a, in a different approach because, you know, the so-called definition of insanity, right? Like doing the same thing over okay. and over again and expecting a different yeah. result. Uh, I've definitely been hammering this thing a lot and haven't really gotten the results that I want because obviously I'm still sitting here single right. complaining about very it. Very attractive guy, very, um, very talented guy and still single. So it's just like, what am I doing wrong, you know, and... Maybe I am taking this wrong approach. Maybe this whole thing, maybe I'm doing it in a way that's just setting myself up to fail every time. I haven't really figured that out. But I also, I, sometimes I think about this story that I remember from years ago. Um, some backstory, like back when I was a teenager, you know, I grew up in church. And uh, I was super in love with the pastor's daughter, you know, and always thought that I would try to try to marry her and stuff. And you know, years went by and everyone, I quit church and everyone drifted apart. And I found myself at her wedding and, uh, I'm sitting there and, and her, I'm sitting there at the table at her reception with her grandfather, hmm. who was a scary dude. Let me tell you, <laughs> this guy really, really high ranking in the Navy. I don't remember what his rank was like, maybe a Colonel or something like that. Or he was, he was up there. But he was also a very high-ranking Freemason. You know, he was one of those kind of guys. Um, yeah, just super, something really just like spooky about him. But he was very personable, very, always a super nice guy. Um, always enjoyed like hanging out with him when, whenever I got to see him, you know, over the years, little by little. Uh, so I'm sitting there with this scary-ass man. And, uh, you know, there's nothing scary about it. I don't know why I was so intimidated by him, but... Um, so he he he's like sitting there smiling and he's like so uh when when's your turn and I was like I don't know <laughs> I was like I don't know um I you know I always thought that I would marry your granddaughter and he was like why didn't you say anything and I was like I'm not gonna be that guy <laughs> stands up at the wedding but I love you um he was like he just laughs you know was like he was like well let me tell you something young man he's like. My advice to you as an old guy is just to keep doing whatever you're doing, you know, and don't even worry about it. And he's like, but I promise you, one day you're going to get struck by lightning. And he was like, that's how it was with my wife. I wasn't paying no attention to no girls. And then I, I ran into her and boom, next thing I know, I'm married for 60 years. And uh, I was like, huh, 
that sounds like pretty good advice, you know? And then uh, my classical guitar teacher said the same thing. He was like 35, wasn't interested in that stuff at all. And said he one day he like heard this woman's voice behind him. He turns around and he was like, bam. He was like, I knew it was over in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew I was an ad. So I guess subconsciously, and you know, hearing these kind of stories over the years, I've been waiting for that moment to happen for me, you know, and. So I don't know if it's just going to supposed to happen on its own or I'm supposed to do something special, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll just be single forever and just be that weird old guy that hangs out at the bar. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I heard all these stories growing up too. And have you ever felt the, the, the feeling? Cause sometimes I'll just be out and I'll be walking to lunch with coworkers. We're going to the taco shack and I will see a woman just pass by. I don't know anything about her. She's walking with a couple of her friends. Uh, they're just walking down South Congress <laughs> and I go, bam, that woman right there. Like I could marry her, but I seize up with such, fear and anxiety and i go that's not realistic i don't know anything about this person like do i run over there and say hello in that moment and swallow my my uh, heart heart in my throat and and try not to pee myself and and uh see if i can get the phone number and, and then call her later and go on a date and that's happened to me a couple of times in my life where i just have this overwhelming attraction that i i cannot uh, defined to a complete stranger. And when I have acted on it, uh, I've, I've gone out on a date with those people or, or not. They, you know, I would ask for their number and they would say no. Um, but it's never gone well. I don't, I don't, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been just stricken by somebody just on first sight? Yeah, I've definitely had those moments. Like for sure. I had one like the other day, some, I was sitting, I have a daily ritual where I, you know, I work from home, so I'm stuck in my house all day. So in order to break it up, it like once a day, probably before or after lunch, I'll take a quick little motorcycle road ride down the street and stop at this coffee shop and get a shot of espresso and sit on the patio for a few minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this group of people walk by, and this is one girl in this like pretty little sundress, and she walks by with her group of people, and the whole time I just sat there, just like probably with my mouth open, just <laughs> like oh my god, like how do I meet? this kind of woman, you know, mm. like, where are they? And Apparently she's right there. I don't know. Yeah. I'm def- yeah. Well, you know, what am I supposed to lean over the rail and be like, Oh, excuse me. Hey, uh, <laughs> will you, will you marry me? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I obviously people like confidence, obviously spur of the moment is more interesting than, uh, than, than calculated and, and kind of blase and, and online dating. People say they just want to meet somebody in person. Are we just, are we, are we harming ourselves by not just jumping out there whenever that happens? Because the worst that can happen is that we get shot down. The same thing happened pretty, the same thing happened like last summer. I was with my friend, uh, a female friend. We had taken a motorcycle ride to Barton Springs and, we're getting off the bike and this girl walks by and I was just like stunned and utter complete, just flabbergasted silence. She smiled at me too. She smiled this big, huge smile with these pretty eyes and she was wearing like a bikini. And I was just like, you know, and I was, my brain was going a million miles an hour. Like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And then I'm not saying anything. I just like let her walk on by. Because I was just, I don't even know if anything coherent would have come out of my mouth if I had tried. My friend walks up and she's like, why didn't you talk to her? 
And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I couldn't think of anything to say in the moment. You know, I, I, I ugh. like maybe, maybe it is, a, you know, I like, I do watch like videos about dating and pick up and this and that. And maybe it is a skill that you have to go out and just like build up, just like, just go out there and just say something, just talk to someone, try to start a conversation. They're going to, they're either going to talk to you or they're going to be like, I don't want to talk to you or whatever. Like maybe it really is just like, just testing the waters, getting out there and just doing something, you know, just make some kind of effort. Cause like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely think there's a lot of frustration out there among women I know of because they told me that they're frustrated that men don't talk to them. Like they'll go to a bar and they'll sit there by themselves and no one will talk to them. And I think that men are just live in fear that like, if they try to chat a woman up, maybe they'll come off as like the creepy, that guy at the bar, you know, and, or maybe it'll just go really badly for them. Cause it has for me when I've tried that shit in the past too, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've had, you know, I was seeing this girl a few years ago and we had gone on a several dates and she was coming to my apartment. And when she gets up, I, I live downtown. So you had the call box and I had to like buzz her in and stuff. She comes up and she said, this guy had cornered her at the call box and was like hitting on her and stuff. And she said he was like looking at her boobs the whole time. <laughs> so I got kind of pissed off. I was like, what is this guy harassing women in front of my building? So I went downstairs to try to see if he was out there just hanging out and no one was there. And, uh, that was, that was it. <laughs> you know, a couple of days later I, I hit her up. I was like, Hey, I was like, Hey, do you want to come over and watch a movie? And she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm having drinks with that guy No. from the other day. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, what? The guy that you said stared at your boobs the whole time he was talking to you. She's like, yeah. I was like, why? What? <laughs> she's like, well, he's already stared at my boobs like 20 times tonight. So I, I think I'm just going to leave. I'll come over after. I was like, well, First of all, why the hell, you know, you came to my apartment and complained that this guy like cornered you and hit on you and looked at your boobs the whole time. Why did you even give him your number? And then why did you agree to go on a date with him? Especially since we've gone on like four or five dates already, you know, too. I, I didn't really say right. that. I was, I was curious. I was like, why, you know, tell me why <laughs> that you agreed to this. I, even after you complained about it, she was like, well, no one approaches me in person. So I, I felt I needed a reward, you know, someone taking the initiative and, and actually coming up to me and being brave enough, even if, you know, he ended up being creepy. And I was like, well, shit, you know, <laughs> like maybe, maybe that is the ticket. Maybe that's just, you know, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I don't know. Maybe we all just need to like get, swallow our pride and just say hey to more people and just see how things go. And I think that especially after this whole lockdown business, I think people will be more hungry for human contact and be more open to it than they were previously. You know, I think, you know, when you, when you lose something, you appreciate it more, you know? Yeah. Like human contact. Let's, let's go back. Let's stop talking to each other through the internet and let's have real human connections and moments again, you know, even if it doesn't necessarily lead to anything at least we're doing it you know and i think the likelihood of finding a a more um sensible real connection i think it's there's losing my words here i think it's more likely to find a good connection that way than this artificial i think the apps are just artificial that's why i think that's why they haven't really worked as long as i've been on there because you're trying to force something you know through the through the internet pipes that 
you know, you don't really know someone until you meet them face to face. I would, I mean, I would, I would definitely agree with that. So I think that's, uh, I think that's my resolution for 2021. Hopefully this COVID business will be done by then. It's just to get out there, <laughs> get out there and talk to more women face to face. And don't be afraid to ask them out on dates. And if they say no, they say no. If they punch me, they punch me. If they say yes, then God damn it, we're going to go on a date. <laughs> uh, I think you will find that you will be largely successful. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things that gets in our way is a lot of these insecurities that we carry around, a lot of the second guessing. I think that by being intentional in your communications with the with these people that you're meeting in person, and then possibly slowing down a little bit and tar- focusing on one person at a time because we get so scattered with these applications where we're talking to 10 different people at a time. I don't know if it's possible to really emotionally invest in one person and stay focused and make them feel like the priority. I think if, I think you'll find if you get out there uh, and, and start meeting people in person again, that, that you'll be really well received. And if you, if you really think about like what kind of date is fun for you and how long should that be and how, what should the end of it look like that would make you satisfied with the time that you spent, but also make it a successful date for you. If you can, if you can kind of think about a couple of those things and answer them for yourself, it might be easier to identify at the end of a date whether you are interested in another one or not, even if you were at the beginning, it might be easier to identify uh, when an experience was was good, but you don't want a second one. And I just wish there was some kind of template for the follow up where it's like, hey, here's here's how I scored our date. And hey, here's how I scored our date. And you look at it and and depending on whether it scored well, then then you meet up for a second date. And that date is you sp- you spin the wheel of possible dates and it's like you're going to the escape room. And then you, you're like, OK, I guess we're going <laughs> to the escape room and just make it so much easier. But it seems like there's there's obviously no script. And so it seems so arbitrary, but maybe we just need to be making these calls. Just ask people out as soon as we have any kind of feeling uh, when we see them in person that that they may be somebody we'd be interested in, in getting to know based on gut instinct. And then follow it from there with just a series of interactions until it either turns into a relationship or it doesn't. Yeah, I thought about setting up like a questionnaire you know, like a feedback uh, form, <laughs> I guess. Like, please rate my date from one to ten. I mean, what do you like? Tell me what you, you get. A like. survey monkey survey. Like, if I could get, if I could just get real anonymous feedback from some of these women that I'm meeting, maybe I would, you know, just identify points of failure. Like, uh, you know, your breath was bad, or <laughs> you talked about talked about your penis, or you know, like. Who knows? Like, what did I, what, where did I go wrong? Please tell me. Yeah, but, but a joke that goes over really well with one person isn't going to go over well with another. And every every single person has different expectations of different. Uh, I think, I think the old, I think the older gentleman that you talked to at the wedding was probably spot on. It's the people that get you are just going to get you, just like us and just like guy friends that we meet. Like we either 
we either get along just without really trying or or we don't. The hard part, I think, is how do you uh, set up situations where you can figure that out and then talk in a way that is, I guess, less high stakes and more leaves it more open for honest communication where you can figure out if, if it's natural and you get along or you or you don't and then establish whether you guys want to see each other uh, or, or you don't. I'm personally starting to think that I, I would rather just be explicit about it and say out loud at the end of a day, thank you. I had a great time. Um, like maybe let's do this again. Uh, and, and I'll sync back up with you or tell them, Hey, I had a great time. I'm thinking more friendship. Uh, like, what are you thinking? Or tell them at the end of the the date, thanks, I had a great time. I would like to do this again. And then follow up with them in a predictable pattern to me. Like, I'm always going to follow up mm, 10 hours later because I need to let my anxiety go down and I need to whatever. And and I need to think about it. And then the next morning, I'll, I'll message them and I'll make sure they got home safe and everything. I'm even wondering if if having a set of steps that I use, regardless of what the other person does, would lower my anxiety and would at least give me more of a sense of control, not control, but more of a sense of being in charge of my own destiny uh, about dating. Well, you know, I definitely appreciate honesty um, out of everything. Like if someone ever text me and says, Oh, Hey, I just wasn't feeling it or something like that. I'm like, I can't be mad. I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, I'll just go on about my day. It won't bother me at all. But I do get a little more hurt when like, it's just silence and you don't really know what it is or, you know, it's just that sense of like, um, open ended unanswered, you know, the lack of closure, I guess is what bothers me the most, you know? And I just feel offended and like, it's really just rude just to like, just completely blank on someone and not tell them anything about anything. But it just seems to be the way people go about doing things in the 2020s and lately, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I personally try to be honest about all my interactions and, uh, you know, I'm not always perfect about it. Sometimes I do forget to text someone back and tell them anything. And then just weeks go by and then I realize, Oh, <laughs> I never texted that person, you know, but um, I think it's a little different than when you reach out and then they don't reach back. Um, but who knows, man? I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I would, I would like to start or hear about some kind of like, you know, like a circle almost for with men and women that talk about their challenges. I would like to hear more from women about like the things that they uh the factors that go into their decisions that they make, like whether they text someone back or ghost them or, or what, you know, like uh, what are the challenges they face? What are the things that men do that frustrate them? Um, yeah. I would like to hear more about that. I would hear, I like to, I would like to have like an open dialogue between the sexes about like what they do expect from dating or, or why they, why they do it. Like I know some people are on dating apps just for the validation. They just want to get a bunch of matches just to feel good about themselves, but don't really have any intention to actually go anywhere with it, you know, and, and that's, that's just what they do. And, you know, if I could hear honest stories about like stuff like that, you know, um, I would like more perspective on what things are like from the other side and even for other men too, you know, 
I totally agree. And I really appreciate your perspective and telling telling me your story about your dating experience and being so open and, and honest about it. And hopefully that is exactly what we're going to be learning over the next couple of weeks, next couple of months as we hear people's personal stories about how they've been trying to approach dating, what has gone well, what seems to have gone terribly, how they feel about the date beforehand and afterwards and how those emotions come into play. And I would love to have you back on another episode of the podcast to help me ask personal and insightful questions of female guests and co-host the story, the, the show together to see if we can kind of have a, a constructive dialogue. But I think, uh, I, I think we can have healthy discourse about this. And I think nobody truly knows what is going on. And we really just need to hear a bunch of honest stories without filter about what people's personal experiences have been like to be reminded that, First of all, we're not the only ones that are confused. And then secondly, we're not, we're not alone because it seems, it seems very lonely out there to a lot of people and it doesn't, I don't think it has to be. So thank you for sharing everything that you've shared with me and, and for taking your time. And, uh, I really appreciate, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to The Dating Debrief. This has been episode one. Please follow us on whatever podcasting platform you use, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you might find us. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash dating debrief and very soon at www.thedatingdebrief.com.